0: never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for a full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is... Mark my words. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to a new episode of Mark My Words. And I am here today with a really cool guest. I'm very excited about. He has a really interesting path. Just going by his LinkedIn profile, looking at what he kind of majored in and was thinking a few years back and just watching the evolution of his career and knowing a lot about his story just through our conversation before and his LinkedIn and website. Really excited to hear about how Edmund Lee became pain-free, that is actually, well, not completely the name of his uh, upcoming book and website is actually edispainfree.com. And that's also going to be the name of a book that will be coming out at some point, which I'm sure he will give us some kind of an idea of when that's coming out. But his mission at this point, he will help you to become pain-free He especially, as far as I know, uh, specializes in uh, helping business owners to heal physically, emotionally, and mentally, and he does it naturally, and the natural part is something I'm really excited to hear about, and we could all use a little bit of physical, emotional, and mental uh, healing. Edmund Lee, welcome to Mark My Words. How are you doing
1: today? I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you being flexible with my crazy schedule and DC traffic and everything else going on. And I'm so glad that I lived up to uh, the fact that we were able to start a couple minutes early. So that's something I'm really happy about and good to have you here.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Awesome. So, as you know, I like and have a very deep interest in people's career paths because it's really interesting to see what people were thinking at a certain point in their life and already coming in knowing where they're at now or in the present. It's always really fascinating to me to just look at the person that I see today and think about where they might have been before. So with all that rambling done, I i guess the thing that really stuck out to me and something that I'm thinking probably helps you to some degree with what you're doing today, is that at some point you were a psychology and social behavior major, and you're grinning a little bit how did that uh (laughs)
1: how'd you find that (laughs) what was that yeah i'm grinning a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah so uh explain uh what what like kind of got you passionate enough to major in psychology
1: and social behavior you know the the interesting thing was I, i wasn't always majored in that to be honest i started off as a biology major in college I had thought, you know, back then I thought I wanted to be an optometrist. So I go to optometry school, you know, go for a few more years, get the degree and then be an optometrist. And then I found out, you know, probably about two, two years into college, you know, this isn't for me. You know, it wasn't something that I was necessarily passionate about, you know, back then, as I was sitting in those biology classes and those chemistry classes and especially, you know, what did it for me was uh, the organic chemistry classes. I don't know if you know anything about organic chemistry but uh for me (laughs) that entire subject did not make sense and that was probably what changed my entire route right there was the moment i was in organic chemistry it's like i I knew right then the moment the moment i was sitting in those lecture halls it did not make any sense and my grades pretty much showed it too for that for that subject i think if i
0: knew anything about organic chemistry and had any kind of passion I doubt I would be sitting here talking to you right now. I'd be off in a lab somewhere solving something like I don't even know what organic chemistry is, really, but yeah, that's i mean it it, it fascinates me that you just kinda it's almost like you flew by the seat of your pants and said Octometry boom i'm gonna I'm gonna get into this. is that kinda how it was? It kind of
1: was, you know, it's like one of my, because I have three older sisters, right? And so my youngest sister at that time, she was going to, you know, so that was something that she was interested in, you know, optometry and, you know, going to optometry school. So like me being the youngest out of my entire family, right? Out of So I had three older sisters and then I'm the youngest. I was like, oh, what do I do? You know? And so I was just like, okay, let's try, we're going to go this route. We're going to go towards optometry, you know? And so it's like, that was just kind of part of my, my discovery phase at that young age in terms of figuring out what I wanted to do. And so, you know, a few years in, I decided, hey, you know, that's obviously it's not something that I'm meant to be doing. Otherwise, my grades would be showing that it is something that I'm supposed to be doing. But also, secondly, I wasn't even passionate about it. You know, it wasn't something that, that interested me. It, it wasn't something that clicked. And so at that point, I was just trying to search, you know, what am I going to do next? And so it just kind of it was almost like by accident, almost that I went into psychology and social behavior because I was more interested in just how things work, you know, how people's minds work, the psychology of everything. But, you know, to, to be completely honest back then, you know, I was a single guy. So I was more interested in, Hey, you know, what do I got to learn in order to, you know, like be able to interact better with girls. And <laughs> so that was, to be honest, that was really the, the, the main reason.
0: <laughs> hey, that's not
1: a bad motivation
0: when you're at that point in your life. So I can understand and me being kind of a nerd that I am, I'm just thinking, Boy, if I had any kind of passion for optometry, I I would just kind of envision somebody just being fascinated and reading up on online, you know, about how the retina works or you know how how you get cataracts and things like that. Like just digging in really deep, because when I think about my field and how I got into what I'm doing, I mean, I always had from like a real young age, I would take TVs apart and like would look inside of them. And I had a real interest. And obviously you can't really take your eye apart because there's no return from that. But I I just really, it always fascinates me like what motivates and what goes through people's minds. Because for me, my motivation was I need to learn more about how TV gets on the air I need to know more about like I know at a certain age I was like are these people even real like this is like pretty magical what I'm seeing like how do they make this possible I can remember watching MTV and just being like okay is Whitney Houston like really like real like she can't be real all this stuff can't be real and I, I really remember thinking things like that. And it's that kind of curiosity that got me into the field that I'm in now. So that's, that's really amazing to me. So, okay. So you, you, you picked this, you know, flew by the seat of your pants, found out, okay, this is too deep for me. This is just not for me in general, so what, what did you get into after that?
1: After the after the biology or?
0: After, well, okay, so optometry, biology, uh-huh. and then biology
1: wasn't your thing either. Right, right. It wasn't. And then at that point in time, I, I was searching for a different major. And, you know, I just picked, uh, I, I specialize in psychology and social behavior. And that's what I ended up finishing my degree in, in college. And then- during that time as you were going through that
0: major were you thinking you know wow I can really see myself you know digging into this deeper post-college or was it just like this this still worked for me to at least finish like what what were you thinking I was thinking about girls come on <laughs> <laughs> so you had a lot of uh, women in the psychology and social behavior major i'm guessing
1: there there there's more interaction than you know the other major you know the other major i was just you know in lecture halls and like labs and in the library studying all the time you know the other one gave you know it gave a lot more freedom just a lot more just being able to live life and enjoy and so i mean i
0: i i i am cutting you off first of all so (laughs) apologies for that that's okay second of all I remember in like the one sociology class I took and I may have taken psychology. I think I dropped out of psychology because I was like, no, this is just way too intricate for me. So I do remember sociology being fun. I feel like there were a lot of like group activities in that class. And I'm guessing it was full of that kind of group activity and
1: interaction correct some of them were yeah they were I'd say, I'm trying to remember back because it was a while you know it was a while ago but it seemed you know most of the most of the because was a big university it was UC Irvine and so a lot of the a lot of the classes or lecture halls they were at least like two three hundred people you know so it wasn't really until you went into like the discussions Or like the, or some of the classes were actually smaller, you know, like maybe like 30, 40 people. So yeah, that's when I had like a little bit more interaction, more personal interaction.
0: Wow. So that tells me I went to a much smaller school. I actually went to more than one school, but I know Penn State Berks campus. So it wasn't like the main campus in, uh, oh God, uh, what am I thinking of? Not College Park, that's Maryland Uh, Wherever the main campus is, I'm blanking, which is terrible at the moment. I'll have to look that up while I'm talking. But uh, I went to one of the branch colleges of Penn State, and it's much smaller groups of people. And, you know, you, you get to know people on a much more personal
1: level state college so that's what they call it state college state college that's not the same thing as penn so you were part of penn state but it was like a a separate branch you said yeah so
0: the penn state berks campus i went to was in berks county which is where i'm from in pennsylvania okay and then they have state college so all over the state they have like penn state lehigh penn state oh man i'm i don't even want to guess like all the different ones because uh I can't confirm necessarily. And frankly, I don't want to spend the whole time looking that up while we're talking here. Our time is valuable. So just to cut to the chase, I went to that college and then I wound up going to Cookstown University, which is much bigger. It's more of a traditional university situation. But even then, most of the classes I was in I doubt it had two to three hundred people. That's the kind of thing I only picture seeing in like a movie, not in my real life. So how how was that like? Like what's that like to go to that big of a class?
1: It was fine because I mean you, you could you can walk in, you can walk in whenever you wanted, you could walk out whenever you wanted. And the thing is nobody would know or nobody would blink an eye you know, or like you could just kind of walk into the lecture hall, you could be, you can get there early too, you know, and as everybody gets in, it's almost like you're just, you're just one out of many, you know, so you can blend in as much as you want, but if you want it to stand out, I mean, there, there are ways to do it, you know, you just have to raise your hand a lot more or um, participate in discussions outside of lecture.
0: So it's not like schools that I went to in classes I was in where they might have noticed that I stepped down, and they're like, well, I see Mr. Schmidt is really interested in this class today or this topic or, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they don't come down on you too hard because while well, you're paying them. So very interesting to get that perspective from somebody. I've, I don't know if I've ever asked that of anybody or have known anybody who's been in that big of a class. So just to kind of keep everything moving, because I do want to actually get to where you're at in modern times. So, you you wound up majoring in uh, psychology, social behavior. You graduate. What were you thinking at that point?
1: You know what I was. I was around a lot of um, at that time. I was doing a lot of networking, and then I was getting exposed to a lot of marketing. And so I was part of different marketing organizations and networking clubs. And then sometime after college, I went into, I ended up starting a, uh, a company with my brother-in-law at that point in time. So it was more like a digital signage type company. So I did that for probably a good like four or five years. Um, that was a really big learning experience. And then from that point on, I transitioned more into the, uh, the online space, doing social media branding and social media consulting. And so I did that all the way up until about 2014, until right before I went into the dry cleaning business. You basically did that right up
0: until social media like really boomed and took off, I guess, huh?
1: You bet. You bet.
0: So you were around it during like its infancy and you kind of grew with it during that time period. What was that experience like for you?
1: That was a, I'd say that was an interesting experience because at that t- at that point in time, you know, everything was, it was just kind of take, you know, it was, it had already taken off, but it was becoming more and pe- more and more people were kind of being interested in it. They knew that that was where you had to be. Mm-hmm. And so the, the interesting thing about that was, you know, I was involved in it and I saw, I saw it grow, you know, I saw my presence grow. I saw everybody else's presence grow. And it was one of those things where it was it was still in a time where it wasn't completely saturated yet where you know you could actually put out a message and people would people would be more receptive you know whereas now you can still do that it's just a lot more there's a lot more noise to it nowadays and so as I that's actually one of the reasons why I stepped out of that industry is because it was just it was too much noise for me there's too many it was almost like I was I was every I was being pulled in so many different directions. I mean, I was on Facebook, I was on Twitter, I was on LinkedIn, I was on Pinterest, I was on you know Google Plus and um, whatever other platform you know. But those were the main ones that I was on at that time. You know, at that time, you know, Instagram hadn't even taken off yet. You know, so we were still fairly early. But it was one of those things where I was I enjoyed it up to a point where it started just being too consuming, and it wasn't enjoyable at that point in time. And then so once it stopped being enjoyable, you know, I, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not liking this anymore. You know, it's like, it's kind of draining. And it's like, it felt like an obligation to have to be online at that point in time. And so at that kind of, at that point in time, you know, like some opportunities started to pop up. And then I said, Hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to roll with it. You know, I'm going to take a leap of faith and I'm going to roll with it and see what those opportunities present. And so that's what I did, at, you know, in 2014, when I decided to step into the dry cleaning business.
0: And I can totally understand where you're coming from, because I actually have tried dipping my toe into the social media world, like actually trying to work within it. And I have kind of uh, at some point a question of just how you've been, how you managed to make those transitions so smoothly. But I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, go for it. I, so I don't know how much I told you about my story when we did our pre-production chat, but I know in 2016, the company I was with, they went through a restructuring phase. And as a part of that phase, they offered a lot of buyout packages to people who had been with the company for a while. And that point in my life is what, built me up to eventually being where I'm at today, talking to you. And it was like a real fork in the road. I wound up taking the package. But at that point, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm obviously going to stay in my field somewhat since that's my niche. That's what I'm known for, I guess. You know, not to sound like a celebrity or anything, but that's kind of like my thing. You know, I I work in TV and the IT, TV, uh, stratosphere, so, but I wanted to do something else, like, I wanted to just get a feel for other things, so I started volunteering in social media and just doing a lot of, like, I took classes on social media, and I also have very short-lived, uh, job doing social media like it was very short-lived dude I, I won't certainly won't tell you what it was or who it was with but I found out very quickly that it was like a really harsh environment so I was like okay after a day or two I'm like no thanks and really when you're talking about some of your experiences the thing that I learned is just how harsh of a I guess a career path social media can be when you really put yourself into it. And I see you nodding your head, like, you know, (laughs) you can relate and it, it became less fun for you. And I know it became less fun for me, even the, the volunteer job that was a lot of fun and was actually pretty fulfilling. It became eventually not as much fun because it's just such a cutthroat kind of uh business at this point like you just always gotta be on and you always gotta be up with what's going on both within social media and just what's going on with your brand so i don't know if that was your experience but that was mine
1: this was all in 2016 correct
0: uh, and this is actually like through the past few years. Like, I did the volunteer job for about a year. This was, uh what year was it? I think it was 2018, 2019. And then the one or two jobs that I tried out for, they were around that time. So it was just a real learning experience. And I took the classes around that time. So, I'll let you continue speaking to what's on your mind.
1: Yeah. What did you want me to share or what what do you want me to cover right now?
0: (laughs) Well, I, it looked like you were nodding your head in agreement to what I was saying about how intense the social media business can be. Unless you were just following what I was telling you. I
1: was following what you were saying, but I was also agreeing, you know, it can be, yeah, you know, it can be, it it can be kind of, you know, Intense in a sense that you know it takes up a lot of time and different energy, you know, at at least for me back then, you know, because I was on so many different platforms and then I was, you know, there's so so there's so many different followers as well, you know, like so much um there's I had a huge audience that I was engaging with. And so with that, you know, as as part of being a social media consultant and doing branding and stuff like that, you know, I had to put up I kinda had to set the example, you know, in terms of um, you know, looking the par or even like creating content at that point in time, you know. So there's You know, at least on Facebook, if I'm trying to, if I can remember correctly, you know, I was probably putting out at least like eight posts a day, you know, eight posts a day. You know, it's a combination of mostly graphics, graphics with text on it. Some, some just text only, but a lot of graphics and text. That was really big at that time. And then um, just interacting, interacting a lot on Facebook. And then even on Twitter, you know, I was doing lots of tweets. Now there's, there's, the, the strategies back then were completely different than present day, but, you know, back then lots of tweets going out. Lots of DMs or direct messages, lots of interactions with people, Um, even on LinkedIn, same thing. So strategies, they change over time. You know, that stuff that worked in the past, it might not be as effective present day.
0: And when somebody listens to you, say, eight posts a day or whatever, they may think that that's not a lot, but that actually is a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot when
1: everything's custom. You know, everything was custom created, custom branded. Yeah.
0: So jumping back, remarkably, I remember to go back to what I was saying like five minutes ago, but I'm interested just kind of following on that. I, I know I personally have dabbled off and on, especially the past few years with trying to make some kind of, career transition and it sounds like you've been able to do stuff like that with pretty much with ease and that's coming from an outside observer what was your experience just coming out of college with that major and you're like you know I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna have a business and then I'm gonna get into social media what was that like for you
1: it was a unique experience in the sense that I, I think I'm a little bit more adventurous. Um, so that by, by being able to jump into different endeavors like that, I think it fulfilled in a sense like that, that part of me that wanted to be able to experience life or try new things or see the world. And so that, that's a part that's still with me even today, which, you know, I'm thankful for. Um, and so that, that was probably something that, you know, I, I don't know if most people have that, you know, some people, I think they, maybe they're okay with, you know, being in like one set career or one one set job, but that was, that was never me, you know, me, I was just, you know, I wanted to try as many different things as possible. I
0: feel like I'm a lot like that. I just feel like in my adult life, in my actual post-college life, I have not been able to pull that off successfully, just I've had things that I've been really interested in, like social media, becoming a freelance writer. These are things I've tried since I've been away from, or should say left, that corporate job that offered me the awesome package that they offered me. And I just, I think partly because of just my niche, I'm kind of like pigeonholed into that whole uh, stratosphere for lack of a better word at this point and just have had a hard time with that so it's really cool to me that you've been able to just say okay I want to do this now and have been successful with it because I know pre-college I know I had a few years where I was really trying to find myself and I did everything from working at woodworking factories to selling furniture to working in electronics and retail stores. So I tried, I mean, I think I was even a plumber's apprentice for (laughs) a while. So I tried all kinds of things and had a lot of success jumping around and discovering. And I think you and I are probably somehow kindred spirits in that way you know be adventurous in that way you know we just want to discover and try different things and i think that's really cool that's what life is all about i think right it is for sure so so getting a little more into modern times so you started your dry cleaning business after social media and what motivated that passion for you
1: there was no passion in that. It was just, Hey, I wanted to change the scenery at that point in time, you know? So like an opportunity came up with, you know, with a buddy of mine and we had the opportunity to purchase a couple of dry cleaners. And we said, Hey, (laughs) let's roll with it.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So you started up this dry cleaning business and reading some of your material, it, kind of gave me a vision and this is something I've been really interested in with you because I saw that you had the business but I also saw that you said you worked in this environment and people were growing concerned about the chronic pain that you were going through and some of those things that you know those issues but now talking to you it's like okay you had a group of buddies that you collaborated with to open this business. So that kind of puts a different perspective on it. And I feel like this is the point where I give you the wheel to kind of tell the story and just the evolution of how all this came about for you. Definitely.
1: And I guess to to kind of sum up the point that we're doing before, you know, I've always been you know, all the things I've always been doing, I've always been kind of adventurous, wanting to try different things. And everything kind of always led back to, hey, you know, it's like, there's got to be like, more of a reason for why I'm here on this earth, you know, in terms of what I'm doing, there's got to be some purpose, some passion to it. And so that, that was kind of always the basis of, you know, what I was what I was doing in the past, you know, as I was in different endeavors, and I was like, hey, you know, is this something? Is this something that's going to help me grow, or is this something that's going to help me continue to discover and move towards the direction of, of the point where I'm really fulfilled or where I can contribute to the world, and so that was one of the things where I transitioned away from social media at that point in time because I, I wasn't I wasn't getting the sense that that was that was there anymore, and so at that point in time this was back in 2014 I, I transitioned into the dry cleaning business, and it was something that I had no no experience or any background in at that point in time, but. You know, for me, it's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm going to go as far as I can see. And when I get there, I'm going to see a little bit further. And hey, you know, it's like, ain't no harm in getting into this type of business. And so that's what I did back in 2014. And uh, when I got into that business, it was it was probably one of the more interesting experiences, you know, in my life. You know, if I, yeah, interesting in a sense that I didn't, you know, all the stuff that popped up during that, during that business, I, I did not see any of that stuff coming, you know, it's like, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, it was all worth it. And so I got into that business, you know, in 2014, you know, right after um, being in social media. And so at that point in time, just to kind of go into the story, you know, at that time I was in, I was in what you would say, you know, good health, you know, perfect health. You know, I didn't have any aches. I didn't have any pains at that point in time. You know, I thought my mindset and my emotional health and everything was was good. And it, it was, you know, because there wasn't any pain. And so what ended up happening was as, as I was in that business a little bit longer, probably about, you know, as, as the years passed in that business, I started to notice more, you know, more aches and pains in my body, you know, the aches and pains, they, they weren't immediate, you know, they were more gradual and they kind of manifested themselves. in you know, in terms of like, Oh, you know, it's like, I have a little bit of like joint pain or like muscle tightness, you know, maybe my, like I had some tightness in my, in my thighs or like, you know, a little bit of tightness in my hip area. Or sometimes like my low back was a little bit stiff, you know, but, you know, it wasn't too big of a deal initially, you know, but as the years, you know, as as time passed, I started to notice that, Hey, you know, that the pain started to get, you know, a little bit worse and a little bit worse with time. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, I was like, what's causing it. It's like, I I wasn't too sure at that point in time, but all I knew was that the work environment, you know, that the, the business that I was in. And just the the workload and everything that was going on, it 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 started to looking back on it, it's easy to know what happened. But back then, I was like, "What's happening?" You know, it's like, okay, I figured, okay, maybe it's from the maybe the exposure to the chemicals in the dry cleaning business, or maybe it's just the long hours, or the you know the long stress from having you know um, having the different locations that we're managing, or maybe it's just it was it was a combination of the people, you know, the 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 people that were in the work environment all the different personalities that were there or just like just the fact that the environment was always go, 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 go. And so I figured, Hey, you know, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. And you know, the aches and pains, you know, I, I was seeing different practitioners, you know, I, I figured, okay, you know, if I got physical pain, you know, I'm going to go see different practitioners when I can you know, So I saw chiropractors, I saw a massage therapist. So I was seeing a chiropractor and massage therapist at one point, you know, regularly, you know, maybe I'm trying to figure out at the, originally I was maybe seeing them maybe like once a month or once every two weeks. But as the pain, you know, as I noticed over the years, as the pain started to get worse, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I need a little bit more. I need something to kind of like help me go, you know, help me keep going. And so I had to, you know, I, I kind of, at some point I upped that to maybe like once a week <laughs> at some point in time. And so I was seeing a chiropractor, I was seeing a massage therapist, I was seeing rolfers who do like structural integration to try and, you know, manipulate the tissue and the fascia so that you can be a little bit more functionally better. I was seeing that. And then I was seeing, I was seeing alphabiotics. I was seeing acupuncturists. I was changing my diet. You know, I was eating organic. I was drinking more smoothies. I was cutting out, I was drinking filter water. I was doing a lot of different things. I was doing detoxing. Uh, and there's probably a lot more different things that I did, but, you know, I, <laughs> just for the sake of time, you know, but that, that's all the things that I did. And then what I found was that as I started to address the, all the physical aspects, um, it would, my body would get better. But what ended up happening was all these things that I did, they would, they would provide relief, but the relief would be temporary in the sense that like, you know, after a day or two or three, or sometimes even a week, like the, the pains would start to come back. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it started to get worse with time. And so it got worse to the point where like, when I was trying to get out of bed, just the simple action of getting out of bed, you would think, hey, it's, you know, it's easy, you know, the alarm, you, you might wake up until you might wake up to an alarm, you might not. And so for me, you know, I, I woke up to an alarm back then. And so it's like, I got the alarm clock. And then, you know, I, I, I put the alarm clock, you know, on the other side of the room, because, you know, I'm I want to make sure I wake up in the morning time, you know, bright and early. And so that, that's what I'd be doing. And, but just when the alarm would go off in the morning, just a simple, act of, uh, that simple act of getting up, it would, it would take minutes, you know, because of the pain in my back you know, and in my joints. And so in the morning, you know, I, you know, I roll the covers off and then I figure out how to get out, you know, how to get out of bed. And for me at that point in time, it was, it was different each morning, but at the worst it would be, Hey, you know, I would have to kind of roll out of bed so that my knees and my feet would go on the floor first. And then from there, I would use my arms to, go, to be on top of the bed. And then I would try and muster up all my strength just to kind of push myself up. And then once I was up, you know, that, was, that was half of the battle, because you know? once I'm standing up, I still have to walk to the other side of the room to get to the uh, alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew that something was wrong because my body, you know, early on in the morning time, you know, it was stiff. And keep in mind, I'm in my, I was in my mid thirties at that point in time, early to mid thirties. And I was having trouble just moving from one side of the room to the other. And I was taking, you know, baby steps because my joints were aching. It was almost like I was, you know, I joke about this, but like I had people at work. I had a buddy of mine over at work and he to like, call me, you know, grandpa, you know, because of the way I moved at work. But if he, if he thought I was grandpa at work, then he should have seen me in the morning time. You know, when I was actually waking up, because I was like, it it was like, you know, moving baby steps, little by little, which is kind of, it's funny, but it's sad, you know, it's sad at the same time, you know, so that's one of the things that I had to endure at that time. And then another thing was just being able to get into a car and getting out of a car. You know, I remember one time getting into the car, it was just like, ah, you know, my my back's killing me. (laughs) And it's just like being able to get into the car, you know, I had to hold the, the top of the roof of the car just to be able to lower myself down.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: And <laughs> it, was, it was quite the endeavor, you know?
0: So I have to say, when I listen to you talk versus reading up on some of this stuff, I've come to realize I have quite an imagination. Because okay. when I read some of the blurbs about being called grandpa, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, this was probably like really offending him. He's probably, <laughs> you know, putting up his fists and saying look, don't you keep calling me grandpa here. And you know, just you know, just some of the other stuff. Obviously I see, you know, the reality is even though you're very like cool and calm and very just you know okay that happened and that happened and you know that definitely sucked you know you're just very like cool about it whereas when I'm reading your story and envisioning it it's all just very like dramatic so I don't know if that's just the way you personally are telling it or if that's the the reality that I'm hearing is just you know it sucked it was a struggle but you know you just keep going and you keep going until you figure out what the answer is as opposed to like oh my god you know just you know the drama of it so maybe you can uh speak for
1: yourself on some of that definitely it's a lot easier looking back at it present day and looking back at the past and laughing at it um even back then when i was in the paint yeah it sucked (laughs) it sucked a lot. And there were some days, you know, I was crying or I was, I was grimacing. Yeah. um, But the thing is like, like I said, you know, like my, my mindset was very strong and I had, I had this innate ability to be able to spin situations where even when they look really grim or like I was agonizing in pain, like, like one time I I couldn't even move my neck. There's a period of time where I could not move my neck. And if I had to, (laughs) I remember being at the cleaners and my customers were just looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> Cause to be able, I can't even do this and I can wow. do that. All I could do was this. Right. And like, if I had to like move around the shop, I was just like, okay, I'm going to like shift my whole body. That's <laughs> <So, laughs> terrible. So what, what was the, the solution to the problem? The solution was, it, it wasn't, you know, all the physical stuff. I was doing all the physical stuff, like I mentioned earlier, right? To address it, like chiropractic the massage therapist and all that stuff. It, that stuff fixed it temporarily. But it wasn't until I started dealing with the emotional aspects. That's when I started to see more results. But the thing is, I didn't figure that out until a couple of years in of experimenting all these different modalities. And I didn't figure it out until a couple of years in when I just got so sick and tired of being sick and tired you know like I was you have to you have to get that like you know we had the business was really busy and we we had help but the thing is you know at a certain time at at a certain point in time it's like I, I felt because of all the long hours and all the you know the commitments that we had I felt I felt trapped in a sense so there was almost like there was like no escape from it and I, I did my best to put a spin on it, you know, a positive spin on it, and just to keep going until there was a way to, you know, to finish the project that we had committed to from the beginning. And so it wasn't until a couple of years in that I just, I reached a point where I was just like, you know what, it's like, <laughs> I'm just going to throw up my hands, you know, it's just like, you know, I tried everything. Um, I tried all the traditional routes and none of this stuff is working. You know, it's like, I got to look for, I got to look for more non-traditional modalities or non-traditional methods in terms of changing my situation or being able to fix my physical body. So you were never
0: diagnosed with anything or, you know, it was never actually defined. It was just something that you discovered was an emotional thing through, the career path that you had taken and maybe I'm not understanding right but am I am I uh close on that uh in that regard
1: so let me make sure I'm getting this straight so um you're asking if I was if there was anything that I was diagnosed with right yeah so back then you know I was because I, I didn't see anybody you know because it was there was just too much going on, you know, just too much work going on to, you know, long hours. So it was one of those things where, yeah, you know, it's like, I had, I had like neck pain, neck tightness, low back tightness, you know, stiffness, achiness in my shoulder. You know, I could bear it. My, my joints were stiff in the morning and most of the day um, I had brain fog, you know, I had like, my mind was racing half the time, you know, by racing. It's like, um, you know, we have, because we we're averaging over hundred 120 new customers, each month right wow the particular store that i was in and so you got to the point where you know the phone's ringing all the time you know like people messaging us on like yelp and google all the time new people you know rolling into the cleaners like you know throughout the whole day right and so it's just it's just go 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 and so it got you would think that you know even you would think that you know as a you know as a business that would be something you'd be like yes it's <laughs> good good yeah. and it is you know it's like <laughs> but it, it got to the point where I think that there was something up with my with my mindset at the time or just the stress it was just like when, I, when that would happen I'd just be like you know what it's like ah <laughs> it's like when's this gonna stop you know when's this gonna stop it's like it's, t- it's like too much you know too much business you know too many people coming in and it got to the point where like somebody would be coming into the, you know, walking through the front door and I'd be like, ah, oh. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, it's like, cause if they come in, they have more clothes. If they have more clothes, that means more work, which right. is a good problem to have, you know, but like at that point in time, I knew that, you know, something, you know, something wasn't right because I was starting to see my customers and I was starting to see all the business as like, oh, it's like a burden or as a stress, you know, when it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be you know? And so that was part of like the, the, the panic or like the anxiety that I was dealing with at that time. And so it was at that time that I was like, okay, you know, something's got to change. And um, I, I started kind of searching and I tried, to, I, I started looking for other modalities or, or different approaches to do it because all the stuff that I was doing on the physical level wasn't working. And so that's when I started addressing the emotional aspects of it. And by emotional, it's like, by emotional, what I mean is dealing with the stressors that were happening in my, in my work environment. And that's what I started to do.
0: And so when you started to address that particular aspect, you found that you were starting to feel better?
1: Yes. So as I started to heal my emotional pain and my mental pain and my spiritual pain, as I started to work on those aspects, I noticed that my physical pain started to get better. You know, so the aches and pains, they started to decrease and the aches and pains, um, what would have bothered me in the past, they didn't really bother me anymore. You know, so like the treatments that I was getting with chiropractors and massage therapists and acupuncturists and rolfers and like even all my dietary changes, that stuff started to have more of a positive effect, more of a positive effect as I started to make those, um, as I started to address the emotional aspects and the mental aspects. And so that's when I knew I was onto something. And another thing that I, another um, way that I knew I was onto something was because the work environment that I was in, what used to be very, very stressful, it as time passed, it was no longer stressful anymore. So even though it was the same amount of phone calls, the same amount of inquiries, the you know the same amount of customers, if not actually more customers coming in. Um, I wasn't phased by it anymore. You know, it was, it was almost like I was just like calm. The anxiety started to, you know, go down. You know, it's like my mind was clear. It was just like calm and peaceful. And it didn't really matter what was going on. You know, it didn't matter if like people around me were like, you know, stressed out or it's like, you know, the, it, was, it was just like, go, 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 go. I was like, for me, it was just like calm. And that's when I knew I was onto something. You know, because it was, I had done so much stuff to address all the things that were stressing me out emotionally, you know, like maybe some of the unresolved issues or unresolved stressors that I was experiencing, you know, with the other people in the work environment or with my perspective on the work environment or even my, my, my relationships with people outside of the work environment, you know, all those things, as I started to address the emotional, then all that stuff became very, very calm and um, an interesting another interesting thing started to happen as well as i started to address the emotional part uh, my circumstances started to change so you remember how i mentioned earlier you know it's like after you know i felt like i was stuck in that work environment you know just working morning to night non-stop go 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 and so as i started to address the emotional aspects and as i started to calm down and be at peace with it all, my circumstances started to change. So by the end of, what is it? We're in 2021 right now. So by by 2020, the business ended up, we ended up finding a buyer for the business and our, our, our different locations and ended up selling. And so that, that was something that we had been trying to do. We had been thinking about doing and we had been trying for a little bit of time, but it wasn't until 2020 that that actually happened. And the funny thing is that lined up perfectly with when I made that shift in myself.
0: Wow. So by that point, so business is sold and you then found yourself being a free agent. And basically at that point, I'm guessing that's when Ed is Pain Free was born.
1: In a sense, I took a, I took a little bit of time I took, um, what is it? I took about two to three months off. And to be honest, Ed is pain-free that kind of started as more, it it wasn't something that was planned, you know, mainly because to do in order to do what I'm doing right now, that would have, that would have meant that I would have to come back online and I would have to be back in the social media space and more in the public eye and, that was something back when I left that industry in 2014 that I, I kind of thought to myself, I'm not going to come back here. There, there's no reason to come back online. And so for, for me to, you know, to be able to make that step to come back, it, it, kind of, it kind of took a little bit more, you know, cause I already, like, I already knew what was, you know, just to be online there, there's a certain, there's a whole level of commitments that, you know, that you got to make.
0: Yeah. I, that's exactly, uh, talk about coming full circle on that topic. I mean, you and I both kind of laid it out there just with my little bit of experience and your much bigger experience. I mean, social media is a huge commitment and you can burn out on it pretty easy. So I can't blame you for having that perspective. So it is pain-free, is born and you started writing a book what what exactly were the steps for you like what was like a eureka moment i should write a book about my experience how did all that come about
1: so that that ties in with why i came back online um it had to do with my experience at the dry cleaner where i was where i started off in perfect health you know i had no pain and then i went through that process And I started to have a lot of physical pain as a result of all the different factors that were going on on around me with all the stressors. And then my journey from having all that pain to searching, searching, searching for years and years, right? Experimenting, trying out different things, trying to figure out what worked, what didn't work. And then eventually, you know, like cracking the code and finding out what actually does work and then being able to fix myself. So that's what brought about the Ed is Pain-Free, both the book and also what I'm doing today is because I, I was looking back at what I did and I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, it's like I can use the experience that happened to me in the past to be able to help others, you know, present day who are also suffering with pain. You know, the pain could be, you know, really small, but like for me, my specialty is working with individuals who are experiencing physical emotional and mental pain but who've experienced it for you know at least 10 years so 10 years right and who have tried what may seem like everything but they still haven't gotten results you know so that's kind of what my target audience is because I like I, I like the severe cases you know I like the challenges and I figure you know if I can if I can help those individuals then I can help anybody and so that's and that's more in line with my, my heart's purpose. And that kind of brings it back to, you know, the beginning part where, hey, you know, it had to take something to be able to bring me back to the online space. And so this was it, you know, to be able to serve other people and, you know, serve other people who might be experiencing pain in whatever different manner that they're, you know, that they're experiencing. And it's probably more prevalent now and, you know, 2020 and 2021 than it was before because of what's happening in the world right now. And there's a lot of you know there's a lot of stress that people are experiencing nowadays, and so that's what brought me more out in or in in order to be able to serve other people.
0: So with all this being said, do you feel as if you finally found that thing, that passion, that thing that just really you walk away from helping somebody and you just have this real like energy because I I'm. Just, I am just getting tongue-tied here. This is the result of me being up since like three in the morning. What I'm trying to say is I know when I do this podcast, like right now, this is an awesome conversation. And when I press stop and I hang up and I go on and make dinner, I'm going to have a whole different energy than I had before we started a conversation and that's because I feel like I found like a real passion with this, just from talking to people like you. And I guess the question that I was trying to ask, getting all scrambled in my mind here is, does your business, what you're doing today, does that give you like a
1: similar feeling? I would say for right now, yes, it's, What I you know, the the thing I realized, the thing I realized when I was in the dry cleaning business towards the end is that it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. What matters more is how you do it. And so when it comes to doing your passion or doing something that fulfills you, somebody can be stuck in a job that they don't like or a career that they like don't like or doing something that they don't like and they have the ability to change their circumstances at any time you know so like in my particular situation you know when I was at the cleaners at the dry cleaners I felt like I was trapped and I didn't I didn't enjoy that situation but I made a shift at a certain point in time where I realized it's not about what I'm doing so i by what i'm doing you know i was doing the same mundane thing over and over Day after day, day after day, morning to night. You know, I was working with customers. I was taking in their clothes. I was checking for stains. You know, their clothes stunk, some clothes stink, others don't. You know, it's like (laughs) you gotta unbutton everything. You gotta, you know, you gotta put tape on it if they have stains, and then you gotta make sure they get clean and then they come back, and then you gotta the clothes come back and you know, after they're clean, and then you gotta organize it, and then you gotta it's like it's like cleaning up a room except you do it every single day. It's like the Groundhog Day movie, you know? It's like you're experiencing the, thing, the same thing day after day after day. That, that's what my life was like at that point in time. And so it was depressing at that point in time. But I made a shift. When, the shift happened when I realized it's not about what I'm doing. It's about how I'm doing it. And so I made that shift with everything that I was doing on a day-to-day basis. The shift happened when I was, de- when I was working with customers you know, I no longer saw them as numbers. I no longer saw them as, you know, like burdens that were just giving me more work to do because it was no longer about what it was I was doing. It was about how I was doing it, you know? So by how, it's like when I saw them, I would greet them and I would, I would make a heart-to-heart connection with them. I would find the, I would find the gold in the, in the interaction. I would look for the gold. You know, I would, I would find the good in people. I would find the good in the situation when, when communicating with them, when talking with them even in the mundane tasks that I was doing throughout the day, you know, I would find the joy. I would would, would find the good in what I was doing. And I would realize that the work that I was doing, however mundane it was, it was serving a bigger purpose. It was helping my customers to be able to look better, to feel better, to be able to do their job or their career in a way that could, you know, serve other people or to bring themselves more fulfillment. So it's no longer about what I was doing but how I was doing it and so when it brings when it comes back to full circle to what I'm doing today you know I could be doing I could be doing it as pain-free I could be doing something else but you know I, I kind of come full circle to realize that it's not about what I'm doing it's about how I'm doing it and for me it's how I'm able to serve other people and to be able to bring light into other people's lives and to be able to make that change in their lives so that they can see that you know when they start to to make those changes internally that they can start to change their external circumstances and by changing their external circumstances it could be something as simple as hey you know being able to get rid of all the physical pain that's in their body or being able to get rid of all the emotional trauma that that they have stored up in their body you know that they haven't they haven't dealt with maybe there's like relationships in the past with like family or their mom or their dad or like past unresolved trauma or like trauma that they have at work that they haven't necessarily resolved. And if they haven't resolved it yet, then it's getting then it's manifesting as like trapped energy in their body. And so if I can help them in that way to to deal with that and to release it, then they're gonna start to then they're gonna start to be able to release that physical pain. And then perhaps they'll even be able to step into that space where they're starting to do something, they, they, they change the perspective on life and then they're able to change what it is that they're doing in life. It could be a job, it could be a career path, or they could even still be doing the same thing that they're doing, but they just make that shift in their perspective to the point where it's not about what they're doing anymore, but it's how they're doing it. And the way they're, and how they're doing it is in alignment with their heart's purpose. I think what you just said, the
0: core of the meaning behind all this is incredibly wise and the timing on this episode is really weird because I was listening just cooking dinner last night, listening to my 80s playlist. It's like a thousand songs long. It's ginormous. But a song popped up that I don't hear all that often and never really thought about the meaning of it until last night. It's a song by Banana Rabbit of all people. And uh, I think it's with a group called the Fun Boys. I could be wrong on the name of the group they collaborated with. But exactly what you were saying, like the core of your message is not you know, the thing that you're doing is the way that you're doing it. And they say that line, like, over and over in the song, even. And I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, you know, there's something to the message of this song. Like, somehow I feel like I need to be absorbing this right now. And rather than, oh, this is just a fun, catchy song, I'm like, you know, this is actually kind of wise. And you're saying the exact thing Interesting. (laughs) The exact same thing 24 hours later. I'm like, okay, somehow I need to be hearing this right now. And I probably do. I I just think absorbing that with your story is, is very true and I think it's very wise. And I think for me personally, so I talked about being energized when I do an episode and this is why I get so energized. It's not just because I'm doing a podcast and, you know, putting my name out there and whatever. It's because of the messages and the people that I'm meeting is how I guess how I'm running the show that really makes it what it is for me and just who I'm bringing on is how I'm doing it as opposed to just. I'm doing a podcast like who cares that I'm doing a podcast is the content and what I'm getting out of it that's really you know what gets results which is a line from that song that they keep saying you know it's, you know that's how you get results and wow I, I just really I love how full circle and how uh this is really hitting me right now but it's funny and, how
1: things work out
0: yeah just look your story is incredibly inspirational and you have so much wisdom and really amazing that you know you didn't have this thought process of oh I gotta define this I gotta go to the doctor you sorted this out on your own basically you've got you looked within to figure out what what is this like how can I resolve that? And now you're spreading that wisdom to your clients. You're doing after your upcoming book, which I we all know when that's coming out, but I I can't wait to hear more from you. I think you have a lot to offer and incredibly wise. Thank you, Mark. And at that point, I am curious to know, so we know about Ed is Pain-Free, is there any other way that people can get a hold of you for your wisdom and your guidance on how to become pain-free?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So the book, you know, the Ed is Pain-Free book, that'll be released sometime in the future right now. So that book, what it's going to contain is it's going to contain all the, it's going to contain, um, it's going to highlight my journey from what, you know, beginning to end. And it's going to showcase, you know, all the different things that I tried, both the things that worked and didn't work. And just because it worked for me or it didn't work for me, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's not really like one set thing. That's gonna, you know, just because like, this is what worked for me or it didn't work for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you or it doesn't work for you. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, a, it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. It's like a puzzle piece that you have to put together. And so each person's going to be a little bit different in terms of their situation. But in terms of my book, it's going to highlight all the different modalities that I tried, what worked for me and what didn't work, why I think it worked. And then why I think it didn't work. And then how I bring, how I bring in all the emotional aspect and the mental aspect and the spiritual aspect into that, to tie it all in to make it work better and then another thing that's going to be highlighted in the book is um case studies so clients that I've worked with who've also had success in their lives and so up until this point you know I've worked with different people and there there's been numerous success cases you know like um like one one guy one one lady like she was uh, having memory issues you know she's in her like she, she was having difficulty recalling um, just remembering things and recalling information. And so that was affecting her business and her ability to take on new projects and take on new clients and to do presentations with just full confidence. And so with her, within literally a week of working together, we were able to identify what was going on in her life and what was the, what was the cause of that? What was the root cause? And just through you know, a few simple tweaks, we were able to create a huge shift in her where she was able to get, you know, like get past this brick wall, right? And to be able to figure out that, oh, hey, you know, like a trauma, like emotional trauma from the past, right? Something that occurred from 10 years ago, but also something that occurred from childhood was something that was actually one of the things I was contributing to her, her memory loss or her inability to be able to remember things. Wow. And so that was just one, one specific case. There, there's numerous others that I've had so far as well. Like one gentleman, you know, like he was um, within, within literally two weeks of working together, right? Like he's, he's a body worker. And so when he's working with his clients, you know, right away, within two weeks, he was able to be more present. You know, he didn't have that mind chatter or that racing thoughts anymore. So when he was working with his clients, he was able to be able to be more calm and relaxed and more present. And so that was translating to, you know, better results when he was working with his clients. So they were getting like 100% of him versus just like 75% of him. And so that was translating to better results. And then because of that, you know, his clients are staying with him longer or seeing him for more sessions. But like a crazy thing happened as a result of working together. And this was, this was not something that we expected, but it was just something that happened was after about two weeks, this gentleman, you know, he used to be, he used to be using the, he used to be waking up in the middle of the night just to use the restroom four or five times a night. And so after addressing some of the emotional issues, emotional things that were, that were going on as well, some other things that decreased to only waking up in the middle of the night, maybe like once a night or sometimes none. And so, that was something that we didn't expect, but it just happened.
0: So to come full circle on all this, do you find that that background in psychology and soci- sociology, do you find that that helps you with your interactions today running this uh, business?
1: I'd say so. Um, the, the background with the, the psychology and social paper, it helped. In terms of, you know, everything is, everything's connecting with other people. And so I would say, yes, it did. In terms of being able to tune into other people and just kind of do my best to listen. Listening can be different ways. It can be listening with my ears or just kind of more intuition to to see what it is that they they might need at that specific point in time. Because everybody needs something different in terms of where they're at in their own life.
0: I couldn't agree more. And speaking of our own lives, we've gone, I think, a little over an hour here. So look, this was a ton of fun and really interesting and very inspiring to me. And I'm so glad that you are now pain-free and I am glad that you're putting yourself out there and spreading all this wisdom People need you. I mean, I have no physical pain at all, really, which is amazing since I'm 42, but really don't have much physical pain. But even for somebody like me, I feel like I'm getting a ton of value from hearing you speak and talk about your journey. And I could not be more thankful that you took some time to be on this show today thank you so much
1: thank you so much for having me mark
0: so uh, i don't know if you have anything else that you wanted to add before we go
1: yeah sure um so right now i'm still doing um i'm still doing my my beta coaching program right now and so anybody's welcome to join that right now and so they can sign up on my website www.edispainfree.com Again, that's www.edispainfree.com, or they can also message me on Instagram as well, uh, Edispainfree. And so the beta coaching program, what it is, is it's a completely free program right now. And so I've been limiting that, you know. So I've been I've been rolling that out. So I just finished my first batch of uh, clients that I'm working with, right, in the beta coaching program. And then I'm going to be opening up my next one to the next set of five as well. That I'm going to be testing out all the stuff that I did on myself with them to be able to just just streamline it to see if I can get those results quicker. And so that's what I've been doing. So right now that that program is open and if, if anybody wants to sign up, they can just go to the website or they can message me on Instagram as well. And so for that program, what it is, is anybody who's in extreme debilitating pain, you know, maybe they've tried everything they tried everything or they tried what they, what they may think seems like everything, but they still haven't gotten any results, you know, reach out to me you know we'll see what we can do
0: awesome well hey i have no doubt that you're gonna pick up a lot of interest and a lot of folks are gonna get a lot of value from what you're doing so again edmund lee as Ed is pain free thank you so much for being on mark my words i am mark schmidt and i will be back soon with a new episode goodbye for now